0: The Watership Down podcast is intended for listeners who are familiar with the plot. There will be spoilers. This episode is scripted, narrated and edited by Newell Fisher, with script assistance by John Ruths. Hello, and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 112, in which we'll be looking at the second part of the third story from part three of Tales from Watership Down, Chapter 14 of the overall book, Fly Earth. We'll also be marking the passing of a veteran of Sandalford Warren. First though, this week the cover design for the graphic novel of Warship Down, adapted and illustrated beautifully by James Sturm and Joe Sutvin, has been released. The graphic novel itself is due to be released on 17th October this year and is now available for pre-order. It may not surprise you to hear that I'm really looking forward to it, and no one has paid me to say that in case you're wondering. So then. Let's get back to the Warren on a ship down and see what Flyeth is up to. Part three, story three, chapter fourteen, Flyeth, part two. The second and last section of the chapter we will look at in this episode starts on page 175 in my 1997 Penguin edition. This is 14 pages into the chapter. As this is the second part of the chapter, and the first time we have split a chapter in this way, you may want to check out episode 111 before listening to this one if you haven't already. Or not. Up to you. Obviously. Bigwig had just commented to Hazel that Flyath could be a problem because she is so strong-minded. The frosts and snowfall continues on on Wardship Down and things are very hard. Blackafar leads some does on a food raid to Nuthanger Farm with little success. One night, when Hazel, Viltruil and Thuthinang are huddled up with Hazel, Fiverr, and Bigwig for for warmth, Viltruil says that Flyath has told her how she came to leave Thiniel behind. Flyath is very uneasy about how the rabbits of Watership Down know so much about her, and Vilthiril does plan to tell her about the Secret River in order to reassure her. After Flyath was so opposed to Milmoan's family being given shelter in the Warren, her authority as Chief Rabbit was seriously undermined. This was the last thing that was learned from the Secret River, river before the escape from Afrava. This was also the point at which a wound ward would have started killing those who opposed him, or threatening to but it seemed that that was not fly-earth's way, though she was strong enough to. Instead, her increasing obsession with preventing the white blindness or mixed mitosis getting into the warren led to a fatal further undermining of her authority when she said her and her family would have to leave if the Owsler did not accept her measures. They rejected them, so she had to go. Flaad's obsession with the white blindness seems similar to Woundwort's when we remember that Ephrafa was run the way it was because of an overarching wish not to be discovered by humans. Strange, really, for a warren set on a bridle-path crossroad. Almost as if it were an excuse. This theme of disease prevention echoes eerily in our times, perhaps a lot more than at the times both Watership Down books were written in the 70s and 90s. How far should you go to restrict freedom in order to prevent disease, and for how long? Is there a danger that such restrictions become self-perpetuating, forgetting their original reason? The fact that I was able to visit Watership Down a few weeks ago, when doing so was illegal when this podcast started two years ago, seems to give the answer for my nation. How about where you are? But let's remember, this is just a story about rabbits, right? Right? Ironically, Flyearth had heard of Ephrava and had the idea that she might like to join. She surely would have changed her mind once she realised how those were treated there. She also proves her strength by killing a weasel while her and her family are hlesil, or warrenless rabbits. This is not an easy thing for a rabbit to do. Weasels are smaller than rabbits, but then again venomous snakes are smaller than people. Would you want to fight one? On hearing that Ephrafa had been defeated by a watership down Warren decided to make her way there, found the winter holes on the Scarp, and had been living there with her family for a few days when discovered. The does like Flaerth very much, the only issue being her obsession with the white blindness. They just want the cold to let up so they can get back to normal, then they will be able to make up their minds about her properly. A few days later, Acorn, a veteran of Sandalford Warren, dies. I will say more about this later, as it is an event that warrants a lot of attention. And a few days after that, and somewhat cruelly, the thaw begins at last, meaning there are no more fatalities. Hazel waits another day to make sure the thaw is complete before they return to the honeycomb. The new Warren project is restarted, with Hazel and Bigwig meeting Campion on site, as they were supposed to in the last chapter. They agreed that the founding members will meet meet there in two or three days. Grounsel, an Efraffan officer captured at Watership Down and adopted into the warren, will be Chief Rabbit. Buckthorn, Strawberry and Efraffan Captain Avens, who helped introduce Bigwig into the Efraffan Owsler, will form the core of the new Owsler. Later, about 10-12 to 12 Watership Down rabbits make the journey to the new site, escorted by Bigwig, and at last, the new warren is underway. I like the way this story from the previous chapter encroaches on the story of Flyeth. It feels like the way real life works i.e. not inconvenient chapters. Flyeth perhaps unsurprisingly, becomes the centre of a group of mostly former Ephrafen does. At this stage, Hazel does not seem overly concerned after talking to a doe called Fleska, who tells him they have told Flyeth all about the escape from Efrafa. Flyeth seems to have wished she could have taken part. A few days later, Hazel leads a group down the scarp to find better grass, and is suddenly pursued by a small dog running up the slope, a fox terrier, which nearly catches him. He is rescued by Flyath, who attacks the dog, taking advantage of the slope, then looks after Hazel. This is one tough doe. Yet she displays an impressive, perhaps excessive, humility about what she did. Later, Bigwig admits he would have hesitated to do what Flyath did. And when Hazel goes to get Flyath so they can talk with her, he says to Hazel that a chief rabbit should send for those he wants to talk to. Hazel goes anyway. Such is his style of leadership. Flaith is told by Vilhiril about the secret river and what it enabled the Afrafin to learn. She is amazed and unsettled by this. Fiverr says that thought transference is a real thing. Kihar has said that flocking birds use it and humans have the ability to communicate over extraordinary distances. The only immediate concern is whether anyone else from Thiniel is likely to turn up on Watership Down, presumably because of the risk of the white blindness. But it seems it is some way away and not a real concern. News of Ephraith clearly travelled far in some directions in its heyday. Flyth then asks why she was not considered for the new warren. Hazel replies that it did not, did not occur to him. And now we get down to what Flaith is thinking. She says that if it were up to her, she would move everyone there. She would like to speak to the Owsler, but on Watership Down that is a very loose term. So she speaks directly to the present company. She describes the horror of the white blindness in graphic and shocking detail, finishing by saying that she thinks they are all in danger here in a warren right next to a path used by humans. Fiverr points out that he once gave warning of danger to a warren and was right to. The difference is that here on Warship Down he doesn't feel such danger, and we have come to trust him on things like this. Bigwig starts to turn on Flyer for suggesting they should all leave Warship Down after she has only just arrived there, but Hazel tells him not to. Anyone else going to the new warren is out of the question at the moment, as it has all been agreed with Campion, but he thanks Fleur for speaking her mind. They all sleep, except for Hazel, who now has a lot on his mind. ACORN REMEMBERED The death of Acorn in this chapter is truly one of the bravest and most authentic things that Richard Adams includes in Tales from Watership Down. For, at the end of the main narrative of the original 1972 novel, not one of the rabbits who left Sandalford Warren with Hazel has died. Neither have the two who joined them later, having escaped its destruction, Holly and Bluebell. Two Sandalford bucks who were with Holly and Bluebell died on the way to Watership Down, and two Does died later on the way to Watership Down from Efrafa. But it is still true to say that not one rabbit who reached Watership Down had died by the end of the main narrative in Chapter Fifty, at least in the novel. However, in the epilogue, set a few years later, Hazel is seemingly the only original rabbit left in the Warren on Watership Down. This means that inevitably. Every single rabbit we meet on Watership Down, with the exception of Hazel, has died at some point between the end of Chapter 50 and the epilogue. Acorn's death, barely six months after their arrival on the Down, is the start of that tragic process. And, on the timescale over which rabbits live their lives, and given the appalling winter they are suffering, it is perhaps understandable that such a death would occur. But no less sad for that. Acorn was one of the thin-looking outskirters, barely six months old at the time, who left Sandalford with Hazel. He had had a tough start to his life at Sandalford, and as such was perhaps always a candidate for an early death when times got tough. However, Acorn's sense of smell and hearing was a seeming strength of his. He was the first to sense the closeness of the lendry in the woods, and seemed to possibly get some sense of the approaching man with a shotgun while they rest in the beanfield. This heightened awareness is probably a product of the way he has had to live his life as an outskirt in the harsh environment of Sandalford, but a strength is a strength. Later, Acorn has a vocal role in the attempted mutiny on the Common. While he could be criticised for his naivety in thinking they could return to Sandalford, his willingness to stand up to the likes of Bigwig is admirable, and his deliberately over-the-top tending of Hawkbit's wounded throat, even after Bigwig attacks him, is a sign that he is not easily cowed. However, When they reach the other side of the common, Acorn Acorn is the first to enthusiastically want to run into the fields and he instantly obeys Hazel's order not to. He recognises Hazel's achievement immediately and without resentment and for this he is rewarded by Hazel saying he will run with him once the awkward episode of The Lost Paragraph has concluded. Acorn seemingly, and to his credit, shares Hazel's lack of ego. From that point on, Acorn is a solid Hazel loyalist. He is seen being given a tour of Cowslip's Warren, just as Hazel is, so clearly has displayed the same kind of social skills that would cause such an invitation. Once at Watership Down, Acorn's practical side leads him to point out how vulnerable they are without holes, and he even feels able to assert this point to Fiverr, whose reputation has skyrocketed since the Warren of the Snares. Once on the Down, it is Acorn who spots the first kestrel at the beach hangar later acorn's empathy is on full display along with speedwell as bluebell tells of the poisonous gas that was used at sandalford his skill set increases even further as he and pipkin boast of being the best insect catchers after the arrival of the injured Kehar on the down acorn is nothing if not adaptable acorn shares a burrow with pipkin and bluebell this mixture implies further a lack of ego and a lot of tolerance on his part Pipkin, as the smallest rabbit on woolship down, could easily be the subject of bullying and would choose his company carefully. While Bluebell's sometimes annoying joking and the fact that he may have been an Owlsler member at Sandalford, indicated by the way he addressed former Captain Holly, provide two possible sources of tension for Acorn, the one-time thin-looking outskirter. At the start of the ill-fated raid on Nuthanger, these three burrow mates accompany the raiders to the foot of the down, Acorn and Bluebell giving support to Pipkin, who is disappointed Hazel does not want him to return to Nuthanger a second time after their scouting mission. After the apparent death of Hazel at Nuthanger, Acorn is a calm and solid help to Bigwig, now seemingly captain of Owsler in a leaderless warren in difficult circumstances. Later, on the way to Afrafa, and with Bigwig in a strange mood, it is Acorn who has the social sense to ask, ask Dandelion for a story. During the escape from Afrafa, Acorn is a solid help, despite being visibly afraid, and has an active role in escorting Afrafa and Doze to the punt in the pouring rain, one of whom may have been Heisenslay. On the River Test, Acorn is struck by the bridge that also injures Threan Losa. In an echo of Bluebell's humour, he says he needs to spend some time in Afrafa to sharpen his reactions. This is before Threanlosa's sad death later. Acorn would never have made such a joke if the seriousness of her condition had been apparent at the time. Acorn is one of the bucks who takes the lead in swimming through the bridge, the punt gets stuck on at Big Big's request, and he is one of the first rabbits to appear when Campion challenges Hazel as they approach Watership Down. Acorn's last mention in Watership Down... Is when Dandelion remembers he, that he is replacing him as sentry as he finishes telling the tale of Rousby Woof, indicating his solid, dependable nature. He is not mentioned at all in tales from Watership Down until his death. Perhaps he had undergone a decline in health? More probably, there simply is not enough narrative on the warren on Watership Down for him to have been mentioned before his death. Richard Adams chose well when he decided Acorn would be the first Sandalford veteran to leave us. He was never particularly strong or intelligent, but he was solid and reliable, with an assertiveness that, while not always thought through, later stood him in, in good stead. Above all, Acorn was a rabbit who exemplified what the warren on Watership Down was all about. He was no hazel, bigwig or fiver, and yet he thrived there, which is what makes his death during the first winter on the down all the more sad. His epitaph, to quote from Tales, is as follows, quote, even Bigwig, who had never particularly cared for Acorn, felt the loss keenly. To think we brought him all that way, Hazel Ra, and he fought the Ephraffans with us and came down the river on the boat, and now he stops running here. I shall miss him, I really shall. We all shall, answered Hazel. End quote. Farewell, Acorn. My heart has joined the thousand, for my friend stopped running today. Is it canon? Bearing in mind what I just said, yes, just a bit. So there are two elements to this chapter to look at when considering its canon status. I've already given my view on the death of Acorn, but the arrival of Flyeth on the down is something different altogether. She really does seem like an innovation on the part of Adams, more so than when she was just a remote story seen in a psychic vision. I will include Leah Michaela's extended commentary on Flyarth in the next episode. Is Flyarth Adams' attempt to redeem the gender imbalance in his original book? Yes, I would say so, and why not? But his decision to have the corrective character arrive on the scene in such a dramatic way could be seen as bold, or perhaps a little over-obvious. Did she have to be a doe capable of fighting a dog? Isn't that a little too much like the overachievement seemingly expected of women as they enter new professions in the human world? Or is it just a story about rabbits? Either way, it cannot be ignored. So Fly Earth is canon if you accept that the canon needed to change. Which, on balance, I do. Next time, the crisis with Flyeth at its centre deepens. <laughs>